Hello and welcome to How to Stop Shit Hitting the Fan in Love, Life and Business. I'm really excited today to be talking with somebody very near and dear to me, my husband. (laughs) The tradie that many of you as listeners have heard a lot about on our Facebook pages, our Cup of Times. Um, So I'm Kate Muldoon, founder of Ladies with Tradies. And today I'm speaking with Jason Muldoon from Dune Build. So welcome, Jace. G'day. How are we? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Now, I will declare to the viewers, this is actually working quite well because we're not actually in the same location recording this. We're doing it on Zoom, just like I do with all my other guests, because Jace is away for work, which he does occasionally. Um, so Jace, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business, what you do and what you're about. So I'm mostly, I'm a carpenter by trade, um, mostly do renovations, bathroom renovations in particular, but also decks, pergolas, bit of concreting, bit of, bit, bit of everything, left, right and centre, um, but yeah, obviously I'll try and actually market to bathrooms. Beautiful. Cool. Thanks, Jace. Um, And so tell us, uh, today's really, I've called this podcast Making Time for Fishing. So uh, I often will talk about in our um, Facebook lives how you're very good at making time for fun because that's your highest order priority. It's the thing that is really important to you is making sure that you have time for fun. Uh, so I'm really excited for all the other tradies out there listening to, you know, take a bit of a leaf out of your book because that's not something that I've beaten into. It's just something that you've been good at. So give us a bit of the backstory, Jace. Tell us what made you decide to go out on your own because you haven't always been on your own. No, I haven't. Um, <clears throat> I've been a qualified chippy. I've been, I did be a car- carpentry apprenticeship Back in 2000 and 2007, I started, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I was moving houses and then I moved on to another builder and then finally finished my apprenticeship and then I moved on, moved to Bendigo and I was looking for work and I started subbing as a fully qualified. Um, and I thought it was great at the time, just subbing out, work here and there. Um, but little did I know what I was missing out on by starting my own thing. I was, I just thought that what I had was, was the be all and end all and that I would probably never make any more money, um, if I was to go out on my own. Um, and I suppose working sub into the builder that I did, um, I look back now and I just go, God, I can't believe I was doing that. Um, yeah, because, yeah, I, I would never, ever go back to that. There's no way in hell I would ever go back to that. I just look at what I did and what I, what I put up with and what I went through. Yeah, I, there's no way in hell I would put up with that again. And so, so you were looking, you, you, at the time you thought that that was, it was pretty good. And I remember, um, you know, we were both employed at that time. We were both... Uh, working in jobs and we thought things were pretty all right and you know we were living a fairly humble existence and and you know trucking along okay but I mean I always believed in what you could do but um, you know what what was it that tipped you over because you back and forth for quite a while on the whole going out on your own yeah I was back and forth I suppose 
I was subbing for probably seven years to this builder and I thought <clears throat> it was good was there was always work and I never had to worry about getting work mm-hmm. and it was sort of like a sense of security but um, little like and it was such a big big fear of going out and going oh god how am I going to get all this work like how are you going to keep work getting up to you and I remember the builder saying to me I won't mention his name um, oh you're going out in your own yard yeah good luck mate <laughs> you know like and I was pretty scared pretty scared thinking oh what am I going to do after this job ends I had a couple of jobs lined up and I'm like what am I going to do when that one ends and that one ends it's always there's no need to worry about the what ifs because it just happens you do one job it ends into another and the other and I've found myself in this position where work isn't the issue it's it's more the other way around I'm sort of trying to have to do if you're good at what you do it's more about trying to manage how, how you can fit it all in and and um yeah it's yeah so it's it was completely the other way around, really. So yeah, so it was it was always a fear. What if I don't have enough work? And, yeah. and that that's so we hear that all the time in our group programs, in our you know, and blokes saying yes to everything. And I mean, you've recently had a bit of experience with having to say no quite a lot, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I, like obviously now I'm down working in Birchip, um, and I actually feel sorry for the community of Birchip because like everyone's either working on the farm or anyone that was a tradie has gone back working to the farm. So there's no builders here. And I, I can't even go down the main street without someone asking me to do a job, <clears throat> um, which which is a good thing for tradies. But I feel sorry for the people of Birchett because they, they probably need someone, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. But, but I suppose that saying no, and, and this, is a, this is a good um, topic to discuss in the context of more time for fishing because – I think that's a trap that a lot of tradies fall into is saying yes all the time and, and not saying no enough and making time for the stuff that they love. So what's sort of, what's been the challenge for you over time or how have you managed that for yourself? Um, Well, obviously it's obviously different for all different trades. Um, Myself, I can do one job and be booked out for, for days, weeks, or months in advance. Whereas if you look at um, electricians or plumbers, they might go and do a job and take some couple of hours. They might go do six, seven jobs a day. It's a bit different for them, I think. But myself, I'll, I'll um, do, a, do a good job, you know, work out how long that's going to take me. <clears throat> and if I want to go do something, I'll just do it. I'll never worry about going, oh, I need to go to another job or, keep working you need to you need to make time to enjoy yourself um it's when everyone says oh i've got to work i've got to work well the work's always going to be there when you come back and if you don't make time to do the things that you love um yeah you just never know when your time's up really um and especially the last couple of weeks um yeah that's some bad news um and yeah you never, you, you actually do never know when your time's up and you've got to make the most of it. If you want to do something, you've got to go out and do it. If you enjoy going fishing like I do, like we do, you, you've got to make the time. And it's sim- as simple as that. There's no point just working your whole life and and, and that's it. Like, you know, you, you work to live, not live to work, I suppose. 
And, and Jace, you know, the bad news you're referring to, we've been very privileged to have known and loved the beautiful Jimmy Griffiths, who we lost um, just before the new year. And he was a carpenter and a great mentor to you and a great friend. Um, and that was a really sudden thing. And, and I guess, you know, every time we saw Jimmy, he was a person that was having a good time, wasn't he? And somebody that um, you know, that people can aspire to be like and we can probably, um, you know, say a bit of a cheers to him um, and honour him in this podcast because he he made time for family and they had a beautiful holiday, like a getaway cabinet in Gambia, and we spent some beautiful time with them and I guess that's that's one of those things that we can be grateful for. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, Jimmy was a – he's probably – a lot of he is the one of the <clears throat> main reasons why I did decide to become a chippy because I remember him as a kid, he'd come over and do work at mum and dad's house renos, and he was just one of the most unbelievable chippies it was. <clears throat> and I remember looking up to him, going, geez, I, I really just want to be like him one day. I'd love to be able to do decks and begolas and little jobs here and there. And uh, yeah, to see him pass was pretty, pretty hard. Um, yeah. Do, so, but do you think that this, and, and, and unfortunately it's these kinds of events that make us, you know, realise further that we've got to do things differently. We can't just live to work. Like, you know. That's right, yeah. Yeah. 100% right. Um, yeah, it's pretty much as simple as that. <clears throat> and working, I suppose, working for someone else, well, when I was subbing to that builder, it was always work, 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 work. There was never any time for that. It was just work, work, work. Even though I was a subby, he would make me feel bad for taking a day off, even though he's not paying me to have a day off. I'd be having a day off on my own back. He would still make me feel bad for having a day off because it was all about work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so as far as being a business owner goes, you know, most people go into business. And when I ask, especially the tradies, why'd you go out? into business they'll all say oh because I wanted time freedom you know I wanted I wanted freedom but that isn't actually how it ends up for most of them so how have you been able to so you've gone away from that work 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 kind of a mindset how have you been been able to protect yourself from getting into onto that biz I own a business hamster wheel where everybody just does that same thing they've pretty much bought themselves a job well you I suppose you just got to You've got to be able to say, you can't just say yes to everyone. Yes, I can do it, but not right now. It'll be in a couple of months' time. Or I'm booked up for six months, That's when, it, or a year, or however long it is. If you want it, yes, no. Don't, don't be scared about telling them that's how long it's going to take because the work will always be there. You're, not, you're never going to be sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. So, so you, how do you go about making sure that you have got time for fishing? Um, well, like I said before, you just, you work out a job, you get it done. And like, for example, I'm doing a bathroom reno at the minute and I've got a goal to get it done in two weeks. So not this weekend, but next weekend is a straight A weekend. And we're planning to go away cod fishing for a straight A weekend. Um, if I get it done in those two weeks, I've got the next weekend to the possibly half the week, next week after, you know sort of four, five, six days maybe, hopefully, of doing whatever we want. 
So just get your job done and plan out. Don't don't try to stack your jobs on top of one another. Like maybe even give it a week or two. You know, just just a bit of play. Not trying to push everything in. Stack it all on top of each other because it also stresses you out. You know, you might be even if that job takes a bit longer to do, um, you, you've still got that week or so to play. Um, yeah. And I'm no big builder by any means. I'm just a little, little fella. Um, and that's how I manage it. Yeah. I mean, it obviously would be a bit harder if, if you were a bigger builder, um, building several different houses or whatever. But um, you just got to give yourself that, that bit of play, I suppose. Yeah, so a bit of play with the way that you schedule your jobs is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you've got to wake up your sleeve, you beauty. Like, big deal. Like, if you've got to wake up your sleeve, how good is that? And if you can smash that job out and do, do a really good job of it, that's the reward. Get that week off. I love that. And so it's using, it's saying, you know, work, do the work, hard work, but don't try and jam extra in if you do finish a little bit early. Um, and right. the, reward, the reward is having the time because I see that a lot. Blokes just go, oh, my God, I haven't got work. I have to do something. I have to do something. But you actually don't if you plan the right way. So that's But in saying that, um, look, we don't have kids. I mean, so it's probably a bit different for us. But um, even on going on out on your own sort of thing, a lot of people have that security of having a job where they have their kids. It would be a lot harder on going out on your own or or – if you had kids, you'd be like, oh, well, I've got a week off. Let's try and get some more jobs in or whatnot. So it's probably a bit different for us. Well, I don't, I don't know that it is, though, Jace, because it's a matter of priorities and it's a matter of cash flow. Yeah. So the thing is, um, you know, if everybody's pricing the right way and everybody's, uh, whether you've got kids or not, um, you're pricing the right way, you're scheduling the right way, you've got yourself organised kids no kids you can certainly still make time more time for fun um and but you're right yes different different types of pressures but at the same time it's about priority yeah so um tell me so you we've put a few struggle you have tell, tell us what's been in the past um the hardest part about working with your partner in business um well obviously i'm not here <laughs> yeah yeah uh Obviously, I do appreciate your, your input because at the end of the day, I would not be where I am without you. There's no doubt in the world without it. I'd probably still be subbing for that same builder and, you know, um, not realising my worth. Um, but at the same time, it does get a bit frustrating when you've got someone on your back all, like saying, have you done this? Have you done that? But at the end of the day, it's all, it's all you're, you're meaning the right, you know, the right thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's all so, for a good Yeah, so, so you know that I mean well and, and I'll say we mean well as collective wives, um, but it is a pain in the ass, isn't it, sometimes? It is, yeah. Yeah, it is. But... Um, yeah, I'm not sure what to say, really. No, no, so, so and be, be transparent here because we've had our fair share of challenges working together. There's no two ways about that. I'm a very strong personality. 
you're a bit more placid, um, but at the same time, your confidence has grown and, and I've obviously taken a back step. Just give, just give people a bit of a perspective on what it used to be like when I was more involved. Well, I've obviously started using um, software like Tradeify, which has helped a hell of a lot mm-hmm. because before all that, I didn't ever know how to write an invoice. And um, I'd have to get you to write it in Excel because I didn't ever know how to use Excel, didn't know how to use a computer. Um, <clears throat> and that was just putting a massive strain in our relationship. Um, and it wasn't good. And then all of a sudden, you've got these tools like Tradeify, which is just basically anyone can use them. It was probably the best thing ever. And things like having a bookkeeper. Um, like I hate doing GST and all that tax and all the bloody crap that, you know, you, you just, you do a day's work. That's the last thing you want to be worrying about. And these are some things that you have implemented into my business. And it's just been the best thing ever because like I said, you, you do a day's work. That is the absolute last thing on your mind, paying tax. <laughs> yeah. And, and doing Down for a day to work it all out or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just doing, your, doing your receipts and all that kind of thing. And we used to have some of the best Barneys when it came to doing receipts and, um, you know, yeah. quarterly tax and all that kind of thing. And I guess that was probably a bit of a turning point for us where, I sort of went, you know, I can't do this anymore because I've got my own thing to deal with. And a lot of wives feel this way where, um, you know, we go either we've got our own thing on or we've got a level of resentment that we're feeling towards the tradies business and having to get into the office and do all these things. Um, We really recognised that it wasn't good for us and went, yeah, nah, we've got to do something different here. And that's where we went, where you went, okay, well, I'm open to this software concept because it's going to be the end of us otherwise, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even the receipts thing is that HubDoc, which is great, you just take a photo and it uploads and it's just so easy, like, so easy. So for those fellas that are out there that are still battling with turning that computer on, what would you say to them? It's not... Um, well, I actually did a, I actually did a building course, and um, probably the best thing I got out of that was how to use a computer, because it made you use a computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, for people that don't know how to use a computer in their trades and they're still using paper or whatever, like probably like it's not that hard. It's really not. Like if I can do it, I reckon. Anyone can. That's yeah. Once you you just take the time to sit down and learn how to use it, it's actually not that bad at all. And how much time has it saved you when you're doing quoting and invoicing and that kind of thing? Well, it's time. It's not only time. You look professional when you're writing up a quote. Comes out all perfect. Um, you can also the best thing about it is I still use a diary here and there. But more so, like if you're on a certain job, you can write down notes or measurements or, and that is logged into that job. You know, you can access it via, via, via your phone. 
while you're on the job. You're not flicking through pages, and it's just I, w- I wouldn't do it any other way, really. Yeah. That's <clears throat> good, though. And you know, that's this is one of those moments where I got to say, "Told you so." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it's it's good because you know every tradie business goes through this transition, the back and forth. Oh, do I? Don't I? But I don't know how to use a computer and all that kind of thing. So um, it's good to sort of get an actual like a tradie's perspective on it. So. Um, so we talked a bit about, you know, working with your partner, the challenges with that, getting the software implemented so that I've had to be involved in your business less. Um, so if we go back to, um, you know, the relaxation side of things, because, you know, again, that's what this is all anchored back to. You've, you, having all those programs and, and being in control, taking control of your time, which is really what you're doing quite well from what you've discussed tonight, um, you know, why do you think blokes don't make time to relax? What's going on in their heads that they, that is, that makes them think they have to just keep working their asses off? Um, I don't know, actually. I people that do, I go, why? Why are you doing it? Like, um, I tell them all the time. Even if I want to, you know, try and organise a weekend away with a few mates or whatever, I go, why? Are you? Like, some people don't have a choice. Some people have to. Um, because they're obviously working for a company that expects that, and if you don't do it, that's the end of it. Um, but I don't know. I really don't know. It's yeah. I don't know. Everyone's different, I suppose, and that's fine. Some people love it. That's what they enjoy doing, so that's fine too. Um, each to their own, really. Yeah. Do you do you think that some of it is that they feel a lot of um, financial pressure to kind of run and provide for their households? Well, that could definitely have something to do with it. Um, sure. Yeah. I think um, I remember a time even with you when you know I was starting this thing and it was a bit hard. And I don't know if you can recall how hard you were working at the time because you were stressed about money. Do you remember that time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do remember. Mm-hmm. So? I was I was working, yeah, Saturday and Sunday for, you know, not for a long period of time, but for a while there, but that was only because I was stressed about, about how things were going and how it was going to end up. But that's just what you do, I suppose, and... Right. Maybe that's how some people feel. I don't know. Which, which some people the do other it. Yeah. Hmm? Some people do it. They don't need to. Like, you know, I mean, you don't know everything, but you don't, yeah. Like, I, I don't even like working on weekends. I hardly ever work weekends. Well, I, I don't remember the last time you worked a weekend, love. No. And you're pretty good on knockoff times too, aren't you? Yeah, well, I'm happy to work. I usually work an eight-hour day, but more than happy to work a 10, 12, whatever. But I honestly believe that once you start working those 10 and 12-hour days, you're nowhere near as efficient as where you are as you're smashing out eight-hour days. There's no way you are as efficient. There's no way. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I know I'm not. Um, whereas if I just do eight-hour days, I feel, feel great. I just do it easily and get heaps done. Yeah, and you allow enough time so you're not pushing yourself to have to do those days. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, there's the odd day that you have to you have to um, put in a few extra hours, 
but that's yeah, fine. Especially if you want to take the next day off to go fishing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you just got a little bit to go, so that's yeah. all reasonable. But it's all it all you know is, I guess the outcome that I observe in you, Jace, is that um, the outcome is always about your priority or preference, which is, you know, I'm going to take this amount of time off and I'm not going to worry about it. You know, I quote appropriately so that my business is profitable. I schedule, like you schedule in the time so that you can allow, you've got time for fun. I mean, I've been on sessions with clients before and you're out on the lawnmower at 9.30 on a Wednesday morning and I'm like, oh, sorry, can you hear that lawnmower? And they're like, yeah. I say, oh, yeah, that's Jace mowing the lawns. And they're like, what's he bloody doing mowing the lawns at 9.30 on a Wednesday morning? (laughs) And so it's about, again, what's the preference, what's the priority and and making time for the things that are important to you rather than making it about the client's timeline. Because honestly, Jace, if you were to say work to your client when your clients wanted everything, what would your life be like? Well, you just wouldn't be able to fit it all in, you know. Everyone wants everything now. It's just what everyone's like. I want everything now. I'm the same, you know. Everyone's the same. Everyone wants everything yesterday. Um, you just got to manage it, I suppose. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but, yeah, I just, just make a bit of time. There's no need to be bloody stressing out and working your life. There's just no need. All right. I love it, so I don't know. Yeah, and, and look, it's not that you don't love it because you do enjoy your work and we both enjoy our work, but we can't work at the level that we do without taking those that time away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, beautiful. Right, I love. Well, uh, I know you've got somewhere to be. You're going to wine and dine with my aunt and uncle down there in Birchup. Um, yeah. So I guess as far as making more time for fishing, what's what what's one last sort of message that you'd give, especially to the tradies or the couples in business out there? Bit of advice. What's a bit of takeaway advice that you'd give? Um, you don't know what's around the corner. Um, I'm not the expert here, but. You don't know what's around the corner. So if, if you've got that holiday or, a, you know, a trip that you, you'd really love to do, just go and do it. Don't worry about, about, you know, work so much. The work will always be there. And I think I see so many people stress out about it. But you just got to remember that whenever you get back from that holiday or whatever, the work will always be there. It's not like it's, you're going to go on a holiday and it's going to be gone. It will always be there. So just do, do whatever it is that makes you happy. Beautiful. Love it, babe. Good job. Thanks so much. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in. And uh, this has been another episode of How to Stop Shit Hitting the Fan in Love, Life and Business. Thanks, Jace. All right. No worries. Your first podcast. <laughs> Good on you, love. Love your work. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.